Hello and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where you talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. It's, it's time, time to, to <laughs> talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, that wasn't planned either. <laughs> I want to very quickly tell you everything I know about Yu-Gi-Oh! first. It's a card game that a bunch of my fucking nerd friends play, and that's all I know about. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, Toon World, Exodia. That's it. Ah, uh, right. Toon World. Good I was going to say I'm not a nerd, but okay. Shout out to Are you, you going to argue that you're a nerd? Are you, no, are you being serious? I, it's like, it was my first gut reaction. I don't want to get beaten up and put in a locker, but like, I, you yeah. know. Just like Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I want to officially dedicate this episode to our fallen co-host, Joe, because he loves Yu-Gi-Oh! so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and we love him. If you hasn't read the manga, this will be very eye-opening. Because I, sort of like with Sly last week, I wasn't looking forward to reading Yu-Gi-Oh! I was like, I, I, I don't care for the card game. This doesn't sound that interesting. And this was completely not what I was expecting. Did any yes. of you watch the show ever? Or not? I've watched no. the, the abridged stuff on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like watched uh, the, the cartoon when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And... I also had a very interesting experience with reading this because it is nothing like the show, which was nothing. nothing like the card game anyway. Yeah, aren't there like monsters and stuff? Because I felt like I thought this was gonna be like kind of like a Pokemon type thing, and then I'm like, no, it's just like high school drama and magic. It's, it's where you summon them on like a, a digitized like 3D board. You summon the monsters to fight each other and try and reduce health points. Oh wait, but, but to clarify, to clarify, to, because. You might think even when the card game comes into the manga, it's, it becomes like the TV show. Even when that happens, the reason why they have the holograms is because the monsters are real. Yugi uses it to torture his enemies. <laughs> and Kaiba <laughs> creates the holograms so he can replicate what Yugi's doing with technology. Oh. Saying, Your magic is just isn't as good as my technology. Yugi, I'll torture you with my fucking holograms, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, yes and no, because... Like everyone's alluding to, the show is just about, hey, let's have car games, super special, awesome, let's have fun. Let's sell toys. And they yeah, go toys. and they go on, like, they, it's like, a, it is like Pokemon in the sense that, like, they go to an island where they have to beat a, a tournament, and it's like all these kids with their collections of monsters that they fight, yeah. and, you know, they have, like, gym leader equivalents. Yeah, exactly. Like, but, like, this is, like, the ultimate capitalist whitewashing of a product ever, because the original manga is pretty much... A nerd who plays board games and card games and his revenge fantasy murdering the bullies who picked on him. That's what the manga is. What it is, is he... We'll get through the whole thing, but like the overall elevator pitch is a young boy who's... like I think he's a freshman in high school, is getting bullied, and he creates... He completes a magic puzzle. It's an ancient be- Egyptian like yeah. artifact. To become like the shadow game master, and he tricks evil people into playing his games so he could murder them. Yeah. <laughs> And like in the show, the 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 Millennium pieces or whatever are a thing. Like there are ancient mm-hmm. Egyptian artifacts, but what it does in the show is give them advantages of playing the card game. So mm-hmm. you know, Yugi is better. At, I don't know. I, he just cheats. Or something. Yugi, Yugi cheats because he has two people playing one card game. So they all they have two guys giving each other advice, saying, "Okay, should do that move." But then, but then the other guy, like Pegasus, has a has a thing that lets yeah. him see the opponent's hand. I, w- I would rather instead of like conferring with another person, I'd be able. I'd rather choose Pegasus's thing and see what's in yeah. Hand. Also, Pe- yeah. Pegasus is fabulous. Yeah, you guys are a bunch of boy. fucking dweebs. But anyway, in the Toon world, these <laughs> these artifacts in the show are for playing the card game. But the artifact here summons this guy not to play card games, but to like use like demon powers essentially. Yeah. It's basically like when like the devil or the Grim Reaper challenges someone to a game, yeah. and it's like if you win, you can live; if you die, you lose. Yeah. But they don't. He's not upfront about that. He's just like, if you die, you'll get to. You'll have to have a penalty game, and the penalty is always an ironic death. Yeah. Like, you never say the biggest sad part. That part happens after the penalty game is revealed. Like, yeah. oh, but I said penalty game. I mean, you die right now. <laughs> <laughs> or like I banish your soul to hell or something. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was so weird realizing that this isn't like it has nothing to do with card games. It's basically monster the week with bullies with some weird like form of like poetic justice like <laughs> roped into it 
Yes. Where it's like, oh, you really like gambling? Now you like gamble for the rest of your life to death. It is. Yeah. It is like a like Sly was saying, like a revenge fantasy. Where obviously yep. this guy got bullied for being a nerd, and he's like, what <laughs> if I had an Egyptian pharaoh who I could channel, and I could then be tough for once? Because it's not just the powers. Like his every single villain is like picking on him because he's such a puny little pathetic piece of shit. And then yeah. when he when he becomes the pharaoh, he. It's not like his size even gets much bigger. It's more like his he actually is confident and like they're they're always like, Wow, is this the guy I was just calling a little bitch? But <laughs> they uh, literally there's characters that literally say, like, that can't be Yugi. His voice is too confident. And, and the girl, like, who is so uninterested in him is interested in his alter ego because she's like yep. that voice is so strong and manly. So it's it is like it is this fantasy yeah, like where he's like, Betty I wish being, I could it's Betty being into Hulk. Women yeah, women yeah, exactly. want the confident monsters that are about violence. <laughs> It's like Captain. It's like Captain Marvel, where it's like this little kid makes a wish, and then this big guy comes and saves him. But instead of like being this optimistic, like wish fulfillment, he's a demon. Yeah, and also like there is like uh, one reason why I love this comic is there is definitely some superior influences in this comic. Later on, oh, they actually, definitely, yeah. they actually have a superior called Zombire show up, uh, who's like a zombie vampire. <laughs> zombie. <laughs> so like, cool, 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 so cool, like, cool. Uh, there's definitely like superior influences, but like uh, the idea is basically he hulks out and becomes. The ma- ma- masculine fantasy, just like an Ultimates, except I think he- Malara gets outclassed by this version of toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so getting to the story. So, yeah, so we are going to be doing chapters one through seven. Yeah, volume one of the collection. Oh, and um, this is yes. written and drawn by Kazuki Takahashi. Yeah, and the, the, the intro says like he was trying to get the manga for like uh, twenty years, and he never could get it until he just made this manga for fun, and then it's like took off like a. Like a... <laughs> it's because a lot of a lot of nerds can uh, be like, yes, I wish I could beat up the bully too, and yeah. I could get the girl, and all I need is to do is torture my victims <laughs> until they die. It's so crazy that a Konami card game came out of this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's why I, I love stuff like this. Like I love when like. Grimm's fairy tales. When you read the original ones, they have like children getting eaten alive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love when children stuff in for children that we whitewash so much today actually is really dark and fucked up because people are generally dark and fucked up, and <laughs> and it, it takes us a, a lot of cleaning up to make our shit pal- palatable to kids for real. I feel like this is so sly where it's like this is pure art before the horrors of capitalism <laughs> it destroy is, it, it is exactly and that. suck the soul out of the suffering. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So it opens with a narration uh, about ancient Egypt. There was a history of shadow games where a person's fate was told depending on how he played these games and it told their future and stuff like that. And we cut to the present day. Uh, there's a kid, uh, Yugi, and he's too dorky to play basketball. Everyone's going to have to play basketball. So he's working on his money puzzle, the one we mentioned before. Yeah, it's like a jig. It's like a 3D jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And it, apparently, he's, apparently he's been working on it for eight years. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard. Like, it really isn't Yugi. Get well, <laughs> his, his, it's never been solved by humans before. <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's a puzzle. God but damn. humans don't want to solve it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's true. Later on, they reveal humans don't want to solve it. So he has it in this cool little golden treasure box. His, his grandpa gave it to him. Yeah. yeah. My greatest treasure. Something you see, but you haven't seen before. And so then, uh, uh, if you watch the show, I'm going to use the show names because so our viewers probably more familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Joey Wheeler, who the show is uh, a Brooklyn guy for some reason, but in the <laughs> manga, he's just a Japanese guy because that makes more sense. And Tristan Taylor. So Joey is called Janucci and Tristan is called Honda. Wait, Tristan Honda? You mean Piston Honda? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they call they show up they call him a creep because he's talking to himself and start playing keep away with a fancy box. I I was this was so weird because I was reading this I'm like but they're supposed to be his friends and they're like you watching you pisses me off it makes me sick I'm gonna teach you how to be a man I'm like they're so mean to him they are it, yeah. it's one of those like stories where like they like the the character is bullied but they he like befriends the bullies eventually mm-hmm. yeah but the thing yeah. is funny about it because if you watch the show they cut out all the all this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. the, pl- the, the all the development stuff, so they're all just whitewashed, boring. Like I love being friends with everyone, frenzy, frenzy, friends. Well, on the show, they're all dicks to each other first, and they have to <laughs> learn to stop being dicks to each other. Sly's so like, you can't earn friends until you've suffered, as we all. Yeah, it's because it's because this is what we did to Sly. <laughs> no, it's the inverse Sly, where Sly starts off really nice and then he becomes dicks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, you should be treating me like this. I, you should make a man out of me. <laughs> We've been trying. <laughs> 
And they say only a girl comes out about a box. And, he, and Joey gets so fucking mad that, that Yuki is not so girly. Yeah, he, he it's because he calls it a treasure. And he's like, yeah. what the fuck? That's what girls say. It's so weird. Because like, I, when I think treasure, I think pirates. <laughs> maybe it's a Japanese thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe it it's the translation. It's a specific word like yeah. a jewelry or a precious object. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Taya Gardner shows up. Uh, Anzu in the manga. And in the show, she's another, like, all she does in the show is hang on silent and say, you can do Yugi, but in the show, she's, like, a typical tomboyish, uh, feisty She's, like, the Sundere, like, uh, exactly. smack the guy who's being an asshole, and they're all afraid of her. Yeah, yeah so she smacks her on Joey, saying, why are you picking a little kid? And Yugi says, like, she's, uh, himself that she's her, uh, his only friend, and he, he can tell pretty clearly that he has a crush on her. Okay, this is, I have to ask this question yeah. now. How the fuck old are all these people? That's a good question. Good question. He says, we've been friends since childhood. And they all go to the same school, and they're all in the same classes. Mm -hmm. But they all look like they're like 17, 18. Except Yugi looks like he's like 7. He could be like uh, just a a kid who didn't grow physically Yeah, I think that's the idea, is that he's supposed to be like the most puny version of like a 14-year-old. Because there are some kids who who take a long time to to hit like... No, Yugi is literally drawn like a kid and acting. Yeah, yeah. like if you watch if you watch the show when they show you like the the dark Yugi Yami Yugi, he looks like fucking psychotic. Yeah. And when they show uh, regular Yugi, he looks even cuter in the show. Like he has no nose and he's always <laughs> blushing. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm so cute." Yeah. And then he turns into fucking psychopath when he transforms. <laughs> and I find it really weird because Yugi is like he's really written like this little kid, and then all his peers and contemporaries. The women are like especially sexualized in like yeah. a very explicit and Yugi's way. a pervert. And we'll get to that in yes. a second. Yes, it's a manga. <laughs> so it's a manga. Like, Everyone's a pervert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I was like, are they? Are they like so? Because they explicitly say that it's his first year in high school. So he's he's like a ninth grader. So what is that like 14, 15? Yeah. 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 So I mean, I guess if they're a couple years older, that makes sense. But they're all in the same class and stuff. I don't know. That makes no sense. You're right. He could. He could. Maybe he's a smart kid. He's a nerd, so he got bumped up a grade or two. You're he didn't just. Go to you guys yet. are thinking too much. Too much into this story where a Egyptian god possesses a little boy to kill people. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Yugi stands out so much yeah. because he's like half the size of everyone else in this yeah. book. Yeah. But, uh, so Taya talks about, uh, to back up the idea of Yugi being pervert. She talks oh my about... god, I just realized Yugi's a rever- inverted, like, Ugu girl. Where instead oh, of that? being like, oh, it, it's like, in a lot of animes, it's like the little girl that's like really precious and acts like a child all the time. That yeah. Yugi's the male version of that. Yeah, oh, they, that makes more sense. Even they don't look sense. that young compared to him. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, a lot of them I guess look really young. young. Yeah, so, she, she, Taylor, after Joey and uh, uh, Taylor leave, pissed off that Taylor spoiled their bullying of Yugi, uh, Taylor <laughs> talks to Yugi about the basketball game outside. And she says, oh, you know, you know, all the guys are passing the ball to the girls just so they can get uh, shots of their uh, their upskirts. And Yugi imagines Taylor's upskirts saying, <laughs> and he starts blushing saying, basketball, good. <laughs> <laughs> Yugi, Horny. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yugi, uh, Yugi love Betty. <laughs> but, uh, so, Joey and Tristan leave while Yugi uh, uh, perving on Taya. And they run into Ha Mother, uh, Yushio. It was like this giant, like, Yakuza looking motherfucker. I thought he was a teacher. Yeah, at he's first. literally like 20 looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he might, he might supposed to be like, kid is like the Yakuza, like, uh, Sly said. Like, he's in a gang and he's, he maybe got left back three times. And yeah. 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 His, his eyebrows are huge too. They, yeah. they cover up a third of his face. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know he's evil. Yeah. But, uh, Joey and Tristan are, are, are terrified of him. But after they back off from him, uh, Joey shows Tristan they swipe the puzzle piece. Uh, from Yugi, so now Yugi can never complete his puzzle. He throws it into the pool, saying, I hate that kid, I hate that Yugi kid, I hate how he's such a girl, it makes me so mad, I hate when people are girls around me. Fuck Yugi. <laughs> this bummed me out so hard, because the idea of having a puzzle that can never be finished is, I was like, <laughs> oh no. Right, you see Ryan's in the, in the target audience, everyone to write this was like, this is a real high stakes for people reading this manga. Like, no, the puzzle will never be finished. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Yushio shows up, uh, meets Yugi, and says, I could be your bodyguard. I'll protect you from. No, bullies. it also doesn't help that Yu-Gi-Oh wears like these sneakers with yeah. like really big tongues on them. It really makes him look like five. Also, he has weird fucking hair. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't know the manga, he looks. Like I, I feel like starfish. that's one thing we expect everyone to know going into. Yeah, this. like you know Yu-Gi-Oh, you know he has a starfish hair. Yeah. So Teo, uh, uh, Yugi's like, no, I don't want bodyguard, and he's like kind of weirded out by this, uh, this offer. Uh, so Tia meets up with Yugi after uh, class uh, to, and she meets Yugi's grandpa, 
who owns the game shop. And, and he's also pervert. More importantly, yes, he's yeah, also a pedophile. The classic yeah. perverted old man where he's like, I yeah. know your bus size exactly. Yeah, he says, like, you've grown up so well. And then he thinks to himself, and so has your bus size. It's a 32. And, like, yeah, that's, like, so specific that it yeah. makes it so terrible. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he tells he tells Yugi that, oh, don't, don't solve that puzzle, Yugi. It's cursed. Uh, it'll give you. And uh, Yugi wants to solve it because he believes it'll grant him a magic wish, like Dragon Ball Z, which he literally says. Like, mm. it'll grant me a wish. It's like Dragon Ball Z. The glyphs actually say, like, oh, we'll give you the knowledge of powers of knowledge and powers of darkness. Uh, he wants to solve the puzzle. And next day, uh, Yushio meets up with Yugi and says, hey, I beat up those boys for you. And, you see, and Yugi sees Joe and Tristan, like, on the mess on the floor, all, all beaten up. And uh, y- Yugi's like, oh, stop hitting my friends. And he starts taking the blows for them. Uh, very, It's very funny because, like, uh, Phil was saying, like, this is a typical thing. Because this is very much screams, like... The mis- abused wife kind of shit. I actually like this scene a lot. I do, but it's kind of, it's funny because like they, they bully him and like they never show they, 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 like they say like I they, they're like oh Yugi makes me hit, hit him because he's such a girl like and Yugi yeah. says oh it's my fault I'm such a girl I deserve their beatings. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they were trying to make a man out of me and it, it is like it, it's definitely beyond like the normal like guys who rag on each other but like they're trying to like you know yeah. whatever like they they are. They don't seem to like him at all. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the reason why I like this, so the bully says, like, well, people do often defend their bullies because, like, they think that's what friends are. And then, like, Yugi, like, defends them. And the bullies, Joey is like, why are you defending us? Like, we're assholes. And he, like, realizes that Yugi's, like, not a piece of shit and maybe having yeah. compassion is, like, good. And he's, like, touched by it. Yeah. And, like... I got mad because I was like, this is so dumb. And then I'm like, God damn it. Now I like have feelings. <laughs> and and it, it does reach them. Like they do afterwards. Joey and Tristan. Are it, like, it, we should, uh, Joey. Tristan takes a while later for Yeah, that's yeah. true. Joey like becomes like a diehard. Like I'll defend Yugi to the death. Like <laughs> yeah. he's like, uh, he's a good guy and you know, whatever. It's kind of like, um, uh, like bigoted Republican closeted homosexuals. We're like, I can't believe this guy. He's gay. I just, it makes me so mad. And he's slowly realizing yeah. it's like, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this should be out of him. He says, like, my the wish I want to make to the puzzles, I, I want to wish I had friends. Making a very good follow-up to the last episode. You see, all that person that Manga needed was to find the fucking magic Egyptian <laughs> puzzle and she will solve all her problems. I can't believe you're tying that in. <laughs> God damn it, Sly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a game with you <laughs> next time I see you. <laughs> So the the bully before he leaves the bully demands protection money. He's like, yeah. I need two hundred thousand yen, which is like a lot of money for a high school kid. What is that? It's like thousand six hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so Yugi wishes for friends, and he goes home, and he's almost finished with the puzzle piece, and he's missing one piece. He realizes and he's like, oh no, I must have lost it somewhere. And then the bully shows up with the puzzle piece, and he drops it off with his grandpa, and the and he tells. He tells the grandpa, like, don't tell him I was here. Yeah. And he even says, like, oh, what are your friends dropped it off? And, like, he was soaking wet, but it's not raining. So, like, he jumped in the lake to get him the puzzle piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it is a pretty quick turnaround where, like, after Yugi, like, throws himself in front of the bully, he's like, oh, I, this is, like, I need to stop being such a dick. But yeah. I can see, like, if you were watching this little kid get, like, the shit kicked out of him yeah. to defend you for no reason, like, that that feels like an earned turnaround. And 14-year-olds yeah. 14 can be pretty cruel and, like, not realize the ramifications of their actions. And yeah, like, it 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 is nice that he gets reached. Yeah, yeah. as so. But Ushio is irredeemable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ushio has to die. That's 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 all there is to it. But uh, so Yuki's grandpa also to to help Yuki, he leaves him money in in the backpack to pay for the uh, the protection money, and uh, but Yuki is in, Yugi needs it in a different way because he transforms into evil dark Yugi after finishing the puzzle. And he goes to Yushio after school, and he's basically like, you want to play a game? <laughs> and uh, he offers a shadow game to Yushio, saying, I'll give you double what you wanted, but you have to play the shadow game with me. Uh, and you'll play a game, penalty game, like I mentioned, if you lose, which means you're going to die if you lose. But, I'm, <laughs> you but he doesn't know that. Yeah. So uh, the game is, they're going to have to... They're gonna put this the money, game is crazy. Yeah, they put the money <laughs> on their head. honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, no. <laughs> they put the money on their hands, and they have to use a knife to pick it up. And like, uh, they're, they're taking turns. So, uh, the more they stab into their hand, uh, to into the money, the more they can pick up. But they also risk stabbing their hand. And you have to take at least some. So if you fail to get at least one bill, you lose two. So it's like yeah. you have to, you have to like 
manage how much you want the money and your own strength to not just fucking stab yourself through the hand. Yeah. See, that's, like, I thought this game was really cool. Yeah. It just really caught me off guard. That I was like, <laughs> what? I thought it was gonna be a card game in here. This kid's manga, and then suddenly this guy puts down a knife and money, and he's oh, like, also, like, like, he's like, dance, motherfucker. brought uh, a knife a and knife, threatens yes. him with it. It's like, he wasn't even just like, you know, I'm gonna beat you up. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Japan. They don't bring guns to school. They bring knives. Yeah, yeah. because it's a shadow game. Um, uh, Yugi says himself that uh, your true nature comes out, so Ushio can't help but stab himself in the hand. And Ushio can say like, my hand, I can't control. I just want to stab myself and take all the money because I'm so fucking greedy. Mm-hmm. So instead, Ushio wants to stab Yugi instead. Yeah, and- like stab him in the face. Yeah, yeah. and Yugi's like, oh, you've uh, broken the rules. I ch- now you play a penalty game. And uh, so now the penalty game is Ushio goes fucking insane and thinks he's surrounded by money and it's actually just leaves of gra- of leaves from a tree flying around him. And he's like, oh, money, I'm trying to grab it all. No, he thinks everything's money because they see money, him yeah. in the morning yeah. and he's surrounded by leaves and, and garbage. garbage. Yeah. And everyone thinks he's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's, he went insane. Like, he's gone. And so Ushio is forever insane because he dared to bully Yugi. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy because it's like, it's not even that he kills them. He like literally makes them insane yeah yeah, yeah he tortures them <laughs> and in the morning he runs into joey yeah <laughs> yeah he says oh i got something you uh, i got something you show but you can't see and he's like i don't know what that is and he's like yo Yugs, it's friendship and they become <laughs> friends but then but then he thinks oh my god i'm such an idiot and a loser and he goes to run away <laughs> yeah, he says like i'm such a fucking dork now you has converted me help and he runs away <laughs> and that is and the issue issue one <laughs> <sighs> You know, I thought I didn't like this. I think I like this a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh. Okay. Uh, issue two um, starts out with Joey and Yugi talking about a porn magazine or something. That, uh, or, porn video. Uh, video is important because that's the theme of this issue. Yeah. Video. Yeah. Right. It's called yeah. Video Girls. Yeah. And and um, there's censorship in Japan, so they blur out all the genitals and stuff. So Joey makes yeah. that comment. He's like, I couldn't make it out. All the stuff was digitized. Yeah. And he's like, I'll lend the video to you sometimes, Yugi. And Yugi's like, yeah, this is and, awesome. And Joey says, like, I'll lend it to you, you little puppet. And Yugi's like, yay. That's why I said sly. But you didn't do the fucking Brooklyn accent. I <laughs> can't do it right. So they notice that there's a, a TV van in the school parking lot. And they're like, oh, my God, there must be a star here. We have to find who the star is. We're going to be famous. And Yugi, like, peeks into the van, like, swishes his face up against it, and it's a one-way glass, so he can't see what inside. But the yeah. people inside see him, and they take a picture of him, and the director is like, you're going to be the star of our new documentary. And so this documentary they're making is about bullying in schools, and they can just, by looking at him, be like, that kid gets fucking bullied. He's a nerd. <laughs> like, yeah, when they first say, when they first say, like, he's going to be our star, I was like, why would they pick him? And then he's like, we got to pick the most pathetic piece of shit in the school. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, that makes we sense. We got to pick the guys who likes to get bullied, so we can bully him ourselves. Yeah, so yeah. that's what happens. The assistant director is given a mission, go find Yugi, and you need to beat the shit out of him on camera wearing a school <laughs> uniform because they're media scum and they have to like make up a story. Yeah. Fake this, news. This is where I was like, how did this turn into a card game? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a grown man being paid to beat up children. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this guy, uh, he uh, steals a school jacket, um, goes to Yugi and he's like, Hey, uh, meet me outside after school and I'll show you the star. You'll, you get to meet him. Uh, or her. And, and Joey's like really uh, wants to meet the star too. So Yugi and Yugi like doubts Joey, and Joey gets butthurt about uh, that. that, that Yugi doesn't believe him. So Yugi really wants to find the star and uh, make Joey yeah, happy. Any mention of women in this entire series is just for their looks or sexual appeal. Oh, because yeah. whenever they mention them, like both Yugi and Joey are like, "Oh, their hearts are beating because they want to see the ladies." Well, to keep in mind, this was made in, in '90s shonen manga. Like yep. this is '90s. Like this is like. How many progressive female heroes were in 90s show and manga? I mean, they're... they're, they're, they're we're going to get comments, probably. <laughs> but I can't think of any. Yeah, so he, like you guys said, he Joey's butthurt, and he wants to meet the starts for Joey, so it's another him being too nice. Yeah. And... He obviously is not there to show him the star. He just starts beating the shit out of him on camera. Yeah. Oh, also, this director looks exactly like Kevin Smith. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's not skinnier, but he does look like Kevin Smith. 
He has like a hat backwards and shit. And the same beard and everything. The yeah. director is in the bushes filming this grown man beating up this child. <laughs> and then Joey shows up and he's like, hey, leave my friend alone. You'll never, like, I'll beat the shit out of you, director. And he's like, well, I'll film you and then you'll go to jail. Power of the media, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so he, he'll film, yeah, he, he threatens to film Joey if he beats anyone else up. But they start beating the shit out of Joey and shut up the cameras. They turn the camera yeah. off quickly and then just start beating the shit out of Joey. Yeah. And he's like, the media will kick your ass. And then obviously Yugi... Because what happens, he doesn't seem to activate the Millennium thing. It's like whenever he's in danger of being bullied too hard. No, like... there, there, there's, a, there's a trigger. It's when his friends are bullied. Uh... Yuki never, tri- never gets triggered when he gets bullied. He's used to it. He says, like, I will suffer all it takes. But if you trespass on his soul, which means hurting his friends, oh, he will shit. turn into Yami Yuki. <laughs> trespass on my soul. Another example of how he's the anti-Sly. Yeah. Sly, when we get bullied doesn't say anything when he gets bullied instant triggered <laughs> no Sly Sly's the bully of us that's his I'm trigger. the bully yes <laughs> yeah. yes I'm sorry yes. Ryan's actually our Yugi he's always like I'm the secret that. director making everyone bully everyone for the good of the media <laughs> he meets the director in the garage later and, he, and the director's like oh you you little twerp again and he, obviously with his manly confidence he's like is this, is this really the same guy and he's like let's play a game we're gonna roll dice and Whoever rolls lower will win. This is so fucking yeah. dumb. And, and if you tie, you also win. So the only like, yeah, tie goes to the director. Basically, yeah. like, so and you roll. Uh, Yugi rolls a six. So basically, it seems like there's no chance for him to lose because yeah. And Yugi's, Yugi's smiling the whole time because he's like obviously has another trick. And the director's like, this is such a joke because no matter what I roll, it will be it will be six or lower. Yeah. And so he throws the dice at Yugi's face. Yeah, he's like, ha, I'll just, I'll put a hole in your head and win at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, it lands and it's a six, but wait, the die is split in half and it's a six on one side and a one on the other side, which is a, a seven. Yeah. So got him. And then yeah. as, as penalty for losing, his vision is censored for all I time. I love this punishment a yeah. lot, unironically. <laughs> so he like, he gives them pixel vision. So yeah. like he starts seeing Yu-Gi-Oh, Yugi as like a pixelated, like censored person. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is so weird. And he's like, now everything you see is censored. I think that's awesome. Yeah, you, you control it. You try to blur the vision of everyone in the media. Now your vision will be blurred, you, you scum. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends with another lighthearted scene where uh, <laughs> Joey and, is giving Yugi the porn, and Taya's like, "Oh, is that a good movie?" And she grabs it, and runs away with it, and they're like, "No, yeah. don't watch our porn." Issue three. Yugi meets this other nerd on the bus who's invisible, Hanasaki. Yeah, who's who's he's, he's not invisible. He he's he says that he has the same invisibility rating because they're both such puny guys, and they're yeah, both he's... drawn to be like the same height. This scene really touched me too, because he's like, "Oh, it's Hanasaki. He's another nerd that nobody like nobody pays attention to." I'll say hi, and he says hi, and Hanasaki ignores him, and he's like, "Man, I hope he didn't just hear me, because like I thought like we were like you know, like I thought we were <laughs> yeah. relatable to yeah. each yeah. other." Two peas in a pod. And there's a, so there's another guy on the bus, another big like Ushio type, where he's not as big as him, but he's like obviously looks like a grown man, and <laughs> he's. I don't understand this at all. Yeah, he sits down. Don't? He's like, "You sit with me." Uh, and this guy apparently he's a bully. He's like a rock, a big walk, walk the beat kind of guy. Yeah, he, he like an Elvis impersonator. And he has what a, he does, yeah, he has a big pompadour. What yeah. he does is he forces people to come to him <laughs> singing karaoke, and he sings, and they have to listen for like five hours at a time. And uh, not only do they have to show up, but he makes them sell tickets to his show. <laughs> it's like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. For for what it's worth, the music scene is this it's pay to play where people have to sell tickets like this is a real thing where they'll be like if you want to play the show you got to give us a thousand dollars and sell 50 tickets Mm -hmm. it's like it's a real thing but i've never seen it where it's like karaoke and like it's you can't leave (laughs) well japan is like a very karaoke like uh centric society like they really love karaoke there i don't know like karaoke is a japanese thing right yeah yeah like uh, and so, like, what Ryan's saying with the ticket stuff is that, again, this book reached him in another way he didn't expect. But t- touching <laughs> on uh, pay-to-play culture in the uh, rock music scene. Yeah. I like how, Sly, you're making, yeah. like, affirmations about how this is affecting Ryan. He knows how easy it is to convince me to like something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I see into your soul you like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. So... yeah I've trespassed to Ryan's soul. But wait, also, <laughs> on top of the tickets, we should mention that... Not only does he muscle people, he's also he also plays music way too loud. He breaks people's eardrums. Yeah, and, everyone, and he's bad everyone hates too. being it. Yeah, yeah really apparently it. it's bad music too loud for five so hours. So maybe I had to sell tickets and then everyone hated it and it was too loud. Okay, maybe it's a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, but we weren't afraid you were going to beat us up if you if we didn't show up. That's true. That's true. He gets roped into doing this, and he doesn't want to ask his friends to do it because they're good people. And as they're as he's saying this, Joey and Tristan are put a, pulling up Taya's skirt to get a picture. <laughs> yeah, they have a what is it? It's like a pervert paddle or it's something. Yeah, he's square. It? Yeah, square, and it's yeah. like a big paddle that they just like pull up skirts with. Like it's not subtle at all. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is manga one oh one. But um, yep. but it's funny because while because Joey comes to him first saying, Yugs, is there something wrong? Is something wrong? Can you tell me Yugs? And uh Joey and like uh, Phil uh, Phil said uh, Yugi doesn't Did you call want... me Joey? <laughs> yeah, Joe. You're, you're my Joey, Phil. <laughs> Brian's my Tristan, and Daryl's my Taya. <laughs> tell me the hell you will. <laughs> but, but, um... <laughs> there, the, the trick is here, the, the problem here is that Daryl's all of our Taya's. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Guys, please stop looking at my underwear. <laughs> but, uh, so, Joey wants Yugi to let him in, but Yugi really doesn't want... To have anyone else involved, he he says himself later on, I should be the only one to suffer. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because he's saying they're all good people. They shouldn't be involved with this <laughs> as they're trying to uh, take pictures of a girl's skirt. Yeah. yeah. So then Hanasaki shows up to Yugi and he's like, "Hey, do you want to come to this guy's show?" So apparently this other nerd got roped into the scheme as well, and Yugi feels really the bad one, for the him. one he saw on the subway. Yeah. Yeah. We should mention that uh, he's also like a re- like he's about the same size as Yugi. Yeah. Big glasses. He also looks like he's also five. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so Yugi feels really bad for this other nerd, and he's like, you know what? I'll take your tickets, and I'll sell all of them. Um, yeah. And the kid's, like, so exci- uh, so happy about this. this. This is especially why, like, Yugi's an inverted Ugu girl, is because they're always, they try and shoulder the burden of suffering on themselves, because it's like, yeah. that they deserve it, or that they can handle it for their friends. Yeah. Yeah, and the the bully Suzoji he notices this and he's like, "Did you really think you could get away with selling or giving away that burden? Now I'll punish you even worse." Um, yeah. So fast forward, Yugi doesn't manage to sell any tickets, and he shows up to the show just by himself to listen, and he puts on the headphones because they're not. I guess it's like Suzoji so, so forces to put on the headphones, saying, "Now that you're the one here, you have to listen through these," and he puts it to max volume with the God. headphones, <laughs> and yeah. he's, he starts, so he starts singing and blasting out Yugi's eardrums, shitty music. And he's like, oh, but I have another surprise for you. And he pulls that back the curtain and Hanasaki's back there beaten up for trying to get out of selling the tickets. And this yeah. is what triggers the uh, the Millennium piece again. And yeah. he's like, Suzoji, I challenge you to a shadow game. Uh, we're going we're gonna to play the silent game. <laughs> and that's one thing that's bullshit. Like, if you watch the show, the show's always bullshit because Yugi's a fucking cheater. But here, it's, this, this, this is bullshit because it's a game that he'll naturally be better at than the other person because it's about <laughs> silence. <laughs> Wow, I I can't believe we've made it so many episodes without Sly complaining about a broken game. Usually that's like, in real life, that's like his go-to. It's not just broken because he plays on their weaknesses, like their character flaws. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, yeah, he cheats sometimes, like the die, the die one. But like the, the green he, one He didn't cheat, one. he threw it at his head and that's what snapped it in half. Yeah. Because you're so yeah. fucking dick. You had to bully him. Yeah. You couldn't even resist bullying even in that moment. That's true. <laughs> His sharp, spiky hair broke the dice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the si- the way the silent game is going to work is, if you've ever played the silent game before, is you have to not make any noise. If you've ever tricked a five-year-old to uh, shut up. Yes, I've done it with high schoolers, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I told them that I'd give them candy if we played, and I thought they wouldn't buy it. But you know what? They all fucking shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> anyway. The, not only is this the silent game, but they have these clowns in front of them that are sound activated. What was it like, Piero the clown or something? Yep. Yeah, sound. Uh, they're weird, creepy ass clowns. The really creepy clowns that just sit there, and if you make noise, they start to dance. You could and, just have like a, like a sound activated bell or something. It has to be creepy clowns from yeah. their faces while they're <laughs> yeah. being quiet. And so there's a clown in front of each of them, just sitting there, and the clown's like ready to dance. And Suzoji's watching, and he sees that Yugi took off the headphone jack, and it's resting yeah. on a water glass, looking like it's about to fall. So he's just sitting there in anticipation. Yugi looks completely calm because this is all according to Kikaiku. So uh, he's like, it's going to fall. I'm going to win. This guy's an idiot. But he gets so anxious watching this at the edge of the glass waiting to fall that his heart starts beating really fast. And because the microphone he still has set on max is near his heart, the heartbeat starts to go through the speaker and his clown starts dancing. Yeah. So he's like, oh my god, and it, and he's like, now it's time for your punishment. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to listen to your heartbeat in your ears or something? Like, basically yeah. so loud, like, it's, like he's so loud, I can't hear anything else, like, it's yep. just deafening. Which is like a nightmare, like, to yeah. But he shows mercy, because he says most rock music, which people like to dance to, is in 
it, he says eight beats, which it's like he's like it's it's a standard beat, so you could still make music, but you'll never hear it. It'll be deafening. You have to yeah. sing like to such the beating of your own telltale heart. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like the when you if, if you've ever had like what, like cardio awareness like that, where you can't stop feeling your heartbeat, it's like it's like it's anxiety inducing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when you when you breathe uh, manually and shit. Yeah. Like that. And he says, like, now you're the human karaoke, just what you want. <laughs> yeah. And that guy goes to hell, I guess, after that. Yeah, he, he fucking probably kills himself after, like, a day of that. <laughs> Issue four opens with Prisoner 777 breaking out of jail. <laughs> great, great. So it starts with the heaviest and becomes even heavier. Yeah, he kills guards with his gun, and he says, like, oh, the horoscope said today was my lucky day. So I guess that means he could just break out of jail. He also has a 777 tattooed on his face, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So then Yugi and Joey are like, let's go to the new burger place, Burger World, after school. And Taya's like, no, the food's bad. Didn't you hear? Everyone died when they ate there. They all got poisoned. <laughs> they didn't die. They got, you... They're sick. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone died there. It's fucking cooling off. <laughs> and she's like, go to some other burger place. Yeah. And so they decide they're going to go to somewhere else. But she's like, I gotta go. See you later. Just be careful. There's a killer out on the loose. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Prisoner 777. <laughs> yeah. They decide to tail Taya because they believe. Oh, my God. Because Joey notices she hasn't gone with them. for Again, and you sit there and it's like, what could what could a woman be doing in this manga? Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they decide to tail Taya. And Joey's like, she's probably uh, she's probably an escort. And Yugi's yeah. like, what's an escort? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, they're, they're, they go on dates with older men and he's like no she would never do that Taya's a good girl and it's like okay yeah, yeah so uh, Joey thinks uh, the reason why she's not coming home with them is because she's a prostitute now so. yeah. yeah but apparently it's she's not a prostitute she's actually a waitress at Burger even worse <laughs> even worse because the, in, in, for their school if you have a job you get kicked out of school after yeah. school jobs are forbidden by the way there's like there's like an, uh, several instances where you find out how fucked like Japanese school culture is like you can't do anything in Japanese <laughs> school that's a real thing yeah. like apparently <laughs> I thought that was just part of this like fucked up world that they have <laughs> because they have in, they have they adapted for uh, the, the, this episode for the not, not the episode this scene for the anime and they changed it for the American dub that she's so embarrassed if people find that she's a waitress that's so demeaning she's, well, she's a blue collar worker oh my god so like in America <laughs> oh so they took it from the Japanese like Lockdown authoritarian view of school to the American like you're only as good as your income exactly <laughs> which I find mentality. funny <laughs> yeah so she's like oh even Joey knows and he's the biggest loudmouth he's gonna tell everybody yeah and she writes she gives them burgers and she writes in ketchup you tell and you die yeah <laughs> and Joey's like they expect me to pay for this shit food covered in ketchup <laughs> she says, I'll, I'll give you another one just a promise not to tell anyone that yeah you're gonna that i'm working here because i want to become a dancer and go to america be, learn dance officially yeah and they're like okay we won't tell so prisoner 777 shows up takes taya hostage at gunpoint and blindfolds her yeah and then he's like i need i'm placing an order i want my special brand of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey and he gives that to yugi because he's like you're the most pathetic little yeah the wussy little one will do even in me of a heist i have to make sure to bully the weakest kid here <laughs> every <laughs> issue is someone saying how pathetic and scum yeah. he is yeah. well if, if you watched it if you watched the, watch the, the anime though you you'll probably get a better idea of why everyone in the show is such a dick to yugi too like people are like can i see your cards and they throw the cards in the ocean <laughs> like yeah that. no not just any cards they're like can I see your cards, of which there are only three in the world, and they throw them into the ocean. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. So I misspoke. He doesn't want whiskey. He wants vodka and Lucky Stripe cigarettes. That is important. He's Lucky Stripe because he's so lucky, and vodka, yeah. which will factor in later. Yeah, it's it's 180 proof, 90% Russian <laughs> vodka. Yeah. I like I like that Yugi's able to get both of these things. Yeah. Like, he just They're finds available at Burger World, by the way. This is this burger place. <laughs> Yeah, well, doesn't Japan have, like, those, like, vending machines that get all sorts of grown-up stuff out of them? Yeah, it makes sense. This, this world is logically consistent. Perfect. 180-proof yeah. vodka? <laughs> yeah. So, Taya's like, Yugi, no, stay back. This man's dangerous. And he, so the prisoner 777 smacks her and knocks her out, and that's when Yugi becomes, like, the evil dark side. You have to clarify, she's still blindfolded. She could tell that it's Yugi bringing the stuff because 
Uh, he says, like, oh, you pathetic loser. You, and she says, pathetic loser? It must be Yugi. He's such a pathetic yeah. loser. <laughs> really? So Yugi sits down, and he's like, you want to play a game? And she's like, that sounds like Yugi, but they have such confidence. It can't be him. It must be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So the game they play is you have to pick one finger on your hand, and you can only move one finger. And if you move any other fingers, you lose. Yeah. So the guy's like, fine, I'll use my trigger finger so I could just shoot you if I want. We also need to specify, unlike the other games, the, he doesn't say there's a penalty game this time he says yeah. whoever loses dies <laughs> yeah i just thought i hope you pass the time before we before you kill me he says yeah yeah so he's like i'll use my trigger finger and i'll just shoot you and yugi's like okay i'll pick my thumb and then yugi pulls out a lighter and he's like oh i didn't even realize i do need you to light this but luckily you can still use your thumb yeah and he's like i'll, I'll let you light my cigarette before i kill you mm-hmm. and yeah. as he's doing this he's not even paying attention to his, his the hand he's not he's not moving anymore and that's the hand pouring the vodka yeah, so he's pouring vodka all over the place, and Yugi lights the c- cigarette, and then he puts the lighter on his hand that's pouring. Yeah, so it's like his hand is is sideways pouring this bottle with a, a open lighter on it, and his vodka starting to spill out of the cup everywhere, and he's not allowed to move any finger besides his one trigger finger. Yeah, yeah and he's like, oh my god, if I if I move at all, the lighter is gonna fall and set the vodka on fire and burn me alive. And if I even try to use a gun, the, the recoil will probably cause the lighter to fall too yep. and kill me too. <laughs> yeah. And so he loses the game and gets set on fire. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can, like, already knows. Like, he doesn't even wait to see what happens. He he's leaves. just like, he's just yeah. like, he's like just, try, just try firing a gun. Good luck, asshole. He grabs he's Taya Taya. and goes, and then the guy, his cigarette falls out of his mouth as he says, but my luck. And then it yeah. burns him alive, and, like, everyone else is like, okay, like, this is fine. And they're all, like, normal, this guy. And they're like, well, I guess this guy was such an idiot, he lit himself on fire. Yeah. 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 And also, nobody noticed, no one saw it happen because there was a fat guy cowering <laughs> yeah. in front of them. And that. his ass was so huge, it covered the entire scene. Yeah. Yeah, Joey's like, this fat ass is in my way. I can't see anything. Here's a question, though. If once Yugi starts to walk away, just wouldn't you just move your rest of your fingers? Or are they literally paralyzed by the shadow game? You, you said, I assume might, they're paralyzed by the yeah, shadow game. Yeah, I assume that too. It's just like the guy with the knife in his uh, hand yeah, trying to get okay. the money. Yeah. So this is where Taya reveals that she's in love with the mystery man who saved her. But if only she could have seen him. It's kind of like the Phantom of the Opera type thing where it's like uh, the, the mystery guy who's like kind of like dark and mysterious i, I yeah. was just thinking yeah. like spider-man where it's like mary jane loves spider-man but doesn't care for peter parker yeah yeah i mean it's this is like every superhero yeah. this is like yeah. the thing yeah. that every superhero yeah, that's had actually, in the that's 60s true. yeah and yeah. while Taya's going, like, I'll never forget that voice. Yuki's like, I didn't get to eat my hamburger. I'm starving. <laughs> After he got out of a hostage situation. That's his yeah. first stop. He's a cook. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get cooked by his alternate ego. <laughs> <laughs> so now, issue five has another th- luck theme. Joey's yeah. like, oh, my luck is terrible. He gets into he gets into a bunch of fights and he almost gets hit by yeah. electricity. Yeah, he gets into a fight is unlucky, like un- <laughs> uncontrollable, just luck or un- not lucky. No, know? it's unlucky because he fought four guys and they actually hit him once. And Yugi's like, oh, "Wow, yeah. you, you actually got hit in a fight! Like, holy shit!" <laughs> and only <Yeah>. once. <laughs> yeah. So they get to school and Taya is that there's this kid in school, Kokorano, who claims to be a psychic. Yeah. And they look like a witch, but Kokorano's a boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the girls are like wooing for him, like, "Oh, Kokoro, he knows how to read the future." He's so yeah. cool. And they, Joey and Yugi, like doubt that he could tell the future, so they're like, "Joey's like, let's go make fun of this guy." And like, they bring Taya. <laughs> well, along. Joey has a, a premise, like he gives that appearance, but he's deep down he wants to have his fortune told, mm-hmm. so he pretends yeah. like Taya dragged him there, and he's like, "Oh, Taya, why'd you drag me over here?" <laughs> and then, yeah. and all the way, there's just an earthquake for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Japan. Yeah, all right, yeah. And then Kokorano is like, I have a card right here that I wrote out this morning, and he throws it on the table, and it says, an earthquake will happen. And this is when he thinks to himself, he's like, oh, Taya's here. I have to get her to fall in love with me. I'm in love with Taya. And he predicts that she will fall in love with someone close. And she's like, oh, it must be that deep, mysterious, dark alter you as he's doing this he's like touching and groping her hand and he's like sweating and drooling as he's doing it yeah he's yeah, pretty like really terrible gross. yeah yeah and yugi's like i don't know if i believe this i think a lot of psychics are fake and you probably have a bunch of prediction cards that you write out and just pull out when <laughs> yeah. they're when I, when I was reading this i'm like this is just the author talking to me <laughs> Yeah. Where it's like, it's psychic powers may exist, but... You can use, like, the definition of a Mary Sue. I know... Yeah. It's like a Mary Sue, but he gets cucked by his own alter ego, so he's kind of like a cuck yeah, Mary he's Sue. Not... He's a Mark Millar Mary Sue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And he... So, 
Koku predicts that countless letters will fall, and Yugi's like, "What could this possibly mean?" Yeah, as a re- and it's like a clearly a, like he's pissed off as he's saying like it's clearly as a reaction to what Yugi just said about him being a phony. Yeah, and apparently Koku has predicted dooms before. He said a student would ha- befall a terrible fate, and three days later they did. Yeah, and so Yugi realizes now. It's flash- fast forward to after school. He has an overdue book, so he runs to bring it back to the library, and Koku knocks a whole shelf over on him, and he's like, "Countless letters will fall, eh?" <laughs> yeah, and also it wasn't it wasn't his book. A book I left there, and Yugi's such a nice person. He wants to return <laughs> for that person. Oh, so, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, it's always him trying to be too nice yeah. and getting. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like the author probably thinks like I was such a nice yeah. guy. Yu Yugi is yeah. like pretty much the nice guy. Uh, like he probably is like a um, MRA at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like little and mad and typing on the computer. When I tried to talk to Taya, yeah. <laughs> but when right before the shell fell on Yugi, Yugi was possessed by the Yami. by the the dark forces. Yeah. So this is the only time it, it gets set off from not. From not a friend. He was yeah. actually in danger. Yeah, it's physical danger. Yeah. So now he knows that he sees Coco do it. So he's like, oh, he's just the one that, you know, is making the predictions come true. So Coco had predicted that Teo was going to swoon for this guy that's close to her. So he goes to see her and he's like, hey, Teo. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen my mystery crush yet. So he chloroforms her. Yeah. So she passes out. And then as she... He's like, prophecy? Yeah. As she's waking up, he's like, see, you just swooned for me. It must be me. But Yugi comes in and challenges him to a game where he has a bunch of sheets of paper and a bunch of sheets under the bottle of chloroform on a table. And the game is you have to remove the sheets without knocking over the chloroform. So, you know, it's like like Jenga. Mm -hmm. Or exactly. like the ma- yeah. the magician trick where you pull the yeah. the you know the tablecloth off. Yeah, we see game made out of the magician trick, but like the idea is basically like Jenga. Whoever you might want to put it in a precarious position for the other person to be fucked over while still making sure you're in the, you're in a safe place. Yeah, so they do it a couple times, and it gets like the end of the table, and Yugi pulls one, and it doesn't fall, and Coco's like, "Oh my god!" So Yugi is like, well, if you're a psychic, why don't you just use your magic psychic levitation powers? And we should clarify, it's not that, like, when he said, oh, I'm going to make you swim for me, like, he really believes, like, even though he's doing all this bullshit stuff, like, he's so deluded that he believes he's, he's, it's his magic power is doing it anyway. Like, he's so deluded. And he thinks, yeah. like, I actually am psychic. I will make it levitate. Yeah, so he, he all of a sudden, like, starts making it levitate, and Yugi, it cuts to Yugi's view, and he's not. He's just delusional, like yeah. the guy with the money earlier. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, if you're so confident, why don't you pull the sheet? If you're so confident, it's levitated. So he pulls the last sheet, the chloroform knocks him out, he falls back, and all the predictions fall out of his jacket. Like, thousands of predictions. Yeah, he has predictions yeah. for everything. There's gonna be, Japan's going to sink, Mash Fuji's going to erupt, Kobe, Mr. Yeah. Kobayashi dies, etc. I like I like how the one of them is Japan will sink. Yeah. It's like that's like, <laughs> wh- when are you gonna be like aha? <laughs> like, and Yugi's like I have a prediction for you. You're gonna sleep until school starts, and everyone's gonna come and notice you're an idiot, and yeah. it ends. <laughs> yeah, that's like the least bad yeah. one. Yeah, it's like he outs this asshole, especially for someone that was like chloroformed a woman. Well, because yeah. he only cares when they're, like, bullying, like, dudes. Yeah. He doesn't care. Like, he's always like, oh, you're just, Yugi's like... a sexist piece of shit. But yeah. uh, honestly, I think it's more that as uh, one thing happens as the series goes on, Yugi gets less, less murderous. He eventually <laughs> does become more like the Yugi from the show where he's... It's funny because in the show, he's very heroic. Like, I'm going to save everyone from the bad guy. Well, in the sh- here he's murdering people. Mm-hmm. So I think as the manga got more popular, it became more of a milquetoast piece of shit bullshit. So... <laughs> As a child stopped murdering men, you're like, yeah, this so, is more milk toast. He, I think he still murders a few more people, but like, he, <laughs> it's not 100% kill rate as it is uh, in the beginning. Oh okay, so, I, um, uh, so the next issue is Taya setting up. A, they're setting up a school festival, and they're trying to decide what to do for it. And uh, they decide there's a whole bunch of different suggestions, but they decide to go with. Uh, Yugi's suggestion Yugi's. because he's like, oh, carnival games, they're fun. So they're like, okay. And they have to, they have to call on Yugi because Yugi's so so shy. Then he's like, I don't know if my answer is going to be stupid, but he <laughs> says and everyone loves his idea. And everyone's saying, yeah, Yugi, you're great. So Hanasaki shows up and he suggests gag manga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I looked it up because I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a gross porn thing. Me it's too. just jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. like everyone looks pun, like he's weird. pun-filled jokes and stuff and for yeah. Kuma. Yeah. But everyone looks like he's a monster, like, 
gag manga and it's like dad it's like dad if jokes. there's one thing i've learned it's that people do not appreciate people that make a lot of puns <laughs> you're yeah. hanasaki yeah <laughs> yeah so they decide to go with carnival games and they they have like this this barrel that you put swords in to like hit this guy and he'll like spring he'll come out on a spring it's really weird because it shows like a whole diagram and how much money it costs and yeah how it's it kind of like the it's like a spin on like a dunk tank where you're like pretending to be a pirate and you sit in a barrel and they like pick slots to put in and if they hit the right slot you spring out of the barrel Yep, and Joey yeah. puts it together, and then Yugi's like, "Oh, you're supposed to be Bluebeard, the pirate." Because he like, made it. Uh, Joey made the barrel like based on his frame, so they're like, "Why don't you be the Bluebeard, the pirate?" Then you got, you're gonna get stabbed by all these people in this in this pirate barrel. And this guy shows up. He's a the school festival officer. He's a senior in class D, yeah. and his name is Goro. And he's like, "This spot that your class is in is where we set up Okonomiyaki." Which is like ca- cabbage pancakes. The cabbage pancakes or something's called Japanese pizza. It's like this grill thing. You basically put a bunch of shit on a grill and with egg. And yeah. Like, they're like omelets. Like kind of weird omelets. Uh, the, the way... Because what's happening is uh, they, they always get to spot, but uh, Tail won the, won the lottery. So they, they by, by, by all rights, Tail and her group should have it. But because he's like, oh, we're, we're superior to you. We're going to take what we want. They start... And they're seniors. They're seniors. So like, yeah. fuck you, freshmen. Yeah. yeah. You're underclassmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they take the grill that they put the, the cabbages on, and they basically use it as a battering ram. Well, they call it grill, but we should yeah. clarify it's like a stone slab uh, like, yeah. that they heat up later on. Yeah, like six people carry it as the battering ram. To it ram it almost the, like looks like if you ever go to like a big hibachi place where yeah. they have exactly. like the one it, big table. Grill. It's a grill, but not like a... Like a like American grill. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're not just wielding a giant grill. Yeah. <laughs> And so Yugi tries to get in the way to tell them to stop because they work so hard to build them and they knock him out and he goes to the hospital. For the record, he goes to the school infirmary. He's yeah. not like, he's oh, not yeah. like dying. Infirmary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And again, he's, he's, he doesn't transform until... And he doesn't transform until Taya says that, that they can try again next year even though that spot should be theirs and like she cries. Yeah, and, uh, Yugi knows she cries and that, that makes him hulk out and he becomes... <laughs> Dark Yugi, and he and just like a superhero, he climbs out the window and tears his around saying, "Oh, what happened to Yugi?" Yeah, it's like literally like Batman, like the blowing breeze in the, the curtains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes to challenge Goro, and they they set up the grill and they heat it hot enough so that it'll melt ice. Oh, actually, no, it'll evaporate water. Yeah. So yeah. evaporate. So so they have the grill; it's, it's heated up, and but ice is important <laughs> this because is, this is so crazy because. Yugi shows him a block of ice that they're going to play air hockey with, like, on this grill. Yeah. yeah. Except in the middle is a test tube filled with explosives. It's awesome. <laughs> It'll eventually melt. The ice will melt. And whoever is holding it last will fucking explode. <laughs> yeah. It's basically hot potato yeah. of ice hockey. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. ice hockey hot potato. Yeah. So they keep knocking it back and forth, but Goro's, uh, like, clearly the stronger one. And faster, too. Like, he's actually, like, Yugi's still a fucking nerd, so he's outclassed here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he has to think of a, a different tactic. So he does is he, when he has to hit it back, he puts his paddle, like, sideways so that the, like, the blade side is facing the ice puck as yeah. it comes at it. And when it bounces back, it's cracked so that when Goro hits it again, it just, it snaps straight in half and then blows him up. <laughs> One of the things that's, like... The craziest thing to think about is, like, how didn't they just, like, cancel the festival when there's this <laughs> blown-up student? Yeah, like, there's never, like, everything's always happy ending no matter what. Once yeah. you kill, once you murder a bad person, everything's back to normal. <laughs> I love how you're reading into the, the, the morals of this. Yeah. Because it really is, like, there's one frame of them dying and there's not, it doesn't even show their body. It's just, like, move on. They're done. Yeah. They're dead. Be happy. Yeah. Yep. And the carnival games was a big hit. <laughs> yeah, that's happy ending. Happy ending. <laughs> no one even notices the dead body on the ground. <laughs> so the well, there's nothing left to see. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's true. laughs> so the last issue starts with um, Tristan and Joey approaching Yugi, and Yugi doesn't like Tristan that much because he's still like an asshole and he still like beats him he up. He makes him he makes him buy porn for him. Uh, Tristan makes him <laughs> yeah. buy porn for him. <laughs> Which is the weird thing. It's like, I, I can't imagine Yugi going into a store and it's like, yep, this kid can buy porn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I please have a porn? <laughs> <Yeah. amazing?" laughs> well, you're so innocent, you couldn't do anything wrong with it. Here you yeah. go. 
So they have something to discuss, and Tristan, uh, Joey wants to tell him Tristan's secret. And what it is is that he has a crush on this girl with a yellow ribbon in her hair that they called Ribbon. And Tristan also doesn't want to tell Yugi. Like, he gets upset, Joey, because yeah. uh, Tristan still views uh, Yugi as a girly boy, and uh, he yep. doesn't like him at all. And so they, they want to find some way to uh, give her a present. Yeah. And so Yugi's like, why don't we go back to my place, you know, the game shop with the grandpa. Yeah, so the grandpa come back, comes back into it, and he shows them uh, a puzzle with no nothing on it. It's like a blank puzzle that you can write a message on it. I actually think that this is kind of a sweet idea. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cute. Yeah, yeah it is actually. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Tristan buys it, but he, he's never written a letter, so he's like, Yugi, you have to write it for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not romantic, but, like, you definitely can yeah, write something. You're sweet. such a girl, you have to write this <laughs> yeah. poem. Okay, but I don't think it's played as much as he's, like, being bullied into it. Yeah. It's kind of like the joke. The joke is, like, Tristan's like, I'll kill you if you don't do this for me. I'll kill you if you fuck it up. But, but like, this he... is this is going to be classic, like, yeah. Sap Riot is projecting here. Yeah. But I feel like this guy is so, like, he's like this tough bully guy, but, like, he's still so scared. And he's like, I know, like, we make fun of you for being a girl, but, like, can you, like, can you please help me? Like, I need to learn yeah. how to be a human being. Yeah, like, I need, I need, I need some uh, to be opposite of toxic masculinity. <laughs> he he some... takes Yugi's hand and he says, he puts it against his chest and says, Feel how hard my heart beats. Take this passion, put it into words. Yeah, yeah like, like, that's, oh, that's so kind of sweet. Neat. Yeah. If only we didn't just watch them murder a kid in the last <laughs> yeah. issue. Yeah. That kid had it coming. He tried to be a senior who took something. Yeah, he's a senior. He's probably yeah. an adult age. He's probably legally murderable. <laughs> legally murderable. Legally murderable. <laughs> now we know what Sly truly thinks. What Sly's future would be like Sly's America. Oh my god. Um, so Yugi writes a, basically like the love letter, which is my beloved ribbon. You look perfect in your yellow ribbon. I love you more than anything in the universe. Then yeah. it says, love, uh, Tristan. Yeah. And so they get they wrap up in present and they put it in her desk. And then we're introduced to this uh female teacher, Miss Chono, and she's called the Wicked Witch of Expel because she expelled just uh fifteen students in the last six months. And she has she has this weird problem where she like she's like a serial dater and is really obsessed with like men that have turned her down and she uses a lot of makeup to cover up for her own insecurities on her well, face. Well no, it's actually what it is is she it's the opposite. She loves dating men and breaking up with them. She says I love crushing men. It makes me feel yeah. so happy. You can tell more issues from the writer projecting onto this character. Yugi is definitely an MRA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a scene where she says that he took that from me. I have all this beauty and he dumped me. Like clearly she was was uh, scorned early yeah, on. That yeah, yeah, that's, like... that, that, that's what she's pissed off because she was supposed to do it to him and she, he did it to her before she could do it to him. So he's like, I have to break a man to make myself happy now. Yeah, it's, yes. it's exactly what men feared women would be. Yeah. yeah. It's also those a lot of those same assholes are the same ones who are like every teacher at school is trying to silence me they're all devils they just want to see kids suffer <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, you know what I mean? yeah because she she takes her anger out on the classroom she's like you're going to empty out the contents of your desk on like onto the desk and she's she's just waiting for kids to like have cigarettes and lipstick and condoms and we should also mention when, when she's in, in class, like she's smiling, she looks pretty and happy. And when she's in the she's in the bathroom alone, pissed off about her boyfriend, she breaks the glass and she looks like a fucking demon. Like I can't <laughs> yeah. stand she's, that ball. She doesn't look like that demonic. Yeah, <laughs> just like um, a like a mean bitch. Yeah, but like <laughs> she, she looks yeah. like very exaggerated, angry face. So I mean, that's like, and that's it's so like clear that like the writer has some issues with women. <laughs> yeah. So Ribbon has her present out on the desk and the Miss Chono takes it and she dumps it out onto her own desk and she starts putting the puzzle together in front of class because she's like, I can't wait to see what this spells out. This is going to be like so delicious. And Ribbon didn't even know this was there. Like this is how she finds out about the, the present and she's going to get busted for something she like she had no say in whatsoever. Yeah, it's yeah. like Tristan's really upset by this and then she's and asked... The, and the- the teacher's like, oh, if you know, if this is a uh, love letter, I'm gonna expel you. Yeah, dating yep. in, in Japanese schools is apparently uh, uh, expellable offense. I don't. Yeah. I, it's so crazy to me. <laughs> I mean, right. it probably is crazy and not it's a far true. cry from all of our crazy sex-filled high school days. Am I right, guys? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Tristan can't believe like this is happening and goes to stand up to say that th- this is his fault. But Yugi stands up and says, I wrote the message. And then Joey stands up and says, no, I put it in her desk. Yeah, so they, they found a way to break up the, the, the guilt. And, but, uh, I'm Spartacus. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. 
But I also love this idea where, because they all say, like, the part that they did it, and she's like, two of you guys are lying, and Joey's like, I've got you, none of us are lying. And, like, yeah. as if, like, that would benefit them, but she's like, I don't give a fuck, you're all gonna kill us. Yeah, I was gonna, no, but she says, but for some reason, she's she's so mean she wants to expel a guy so badly, but she's not gonna just expel all three of them. She has to, make, she has to find out who the actual writer is. And she's yeah. like, to have proof or something. Yes, but, but she's like, I'm gonna just finish the puzzle, and whoever's name on it is, in, is on the puzzle, I'm gonna expel them. And she starts finishing up the puzzle, but... Then Yugi's uh, Millennium Puzzle activates, and he turns into Yami. And yeah. he... This is where it's like, it's no longer just like a game. Now yeah. He says, now as much as you hurt others, you will hurt yourself. And he turns her face into a jigsaw, and so it falls off, and all of her makeup comes yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah. then everyone's like, wow, she's so ugly. Look at that face. And yeah. she has to run away. <laughs> she's I so ugly. It's supposed to be like, like her, her inner personality shows on her yeah. face. Yeah. It's like she's so but ugly the, But inside. they specifically say like she wears so much makeup to cover up. I mean, maybe I was just doing a surface radio. And also the way that the, 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 uh, she, the, the only thing they do to hint is they show like she looks really mad after the makeup falls off. They don't, they don't mm. make a, 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 a sharp difference between her and her of the makeup on. But like she does look like uh, more like the evil side. But I was confused because I thought... Everyone saw her face as a puzzle, and everyone thought, what the fuck's wrong with her face? So that's what I thought when I read it. <laughs> that's how I took it, Sly, because I took it more not that she was ugly now, but that she was insecure about being, like, naked. Yeah. And I used, you know, just from the makeup, she's not actually naked. <laughs> yeah. This was also not so, like, so terrible of a punishment. Like, I thought he was going to send her to hell. <laughs> I, I, also have, I, I also have a feeling that uh, some of these characters they probably want to use again, the writer wants to use again, so maybe they're the mm. ones that he spared. Like, yeah, the that's true, because she runs away and she's like, I won't forget this, she yes. says. So like, I think the psychic maybe the writer's like maybe he has more potential to come back even though he's a fucking rapist yeah. and this one <laughs> she can come back too she because she's hot yeah and then Tristan asks Ribbon out and she denies him and that's yeah. it <laughs> but but uh, importantly now Tristan they say like uh, even though Ribbon refused him something changed between us after that and that's the beginning of the Yugi Tristan Joey bromance from the show. And yeah, because they all tried to help each other. Yeah. Or they tried to help Tristan with his lady And they all stuff each other. They all wanted to get expelled in order to save each other's butts. Yeah. yeah. It actually, like, I felt like the development from the bullies to become his friends, like, felt very, like... Natural. Natural. Yeah, it, worked. Yeah. it worked. And that's it. That's the first arc. Uh, yeah. This is an amazing book. Yeah, I yes. think it's great. Does I actually it's... hated it when I read it. <laughs> yeah. I still hate it. <laughs> I, 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 think, it, I think it was neat like I like seeing the twist on each of like the things it's just it's one of those where <laughs> like that's all it, it is traditional like um the shonen style of like even the like shows like G Gundam or Fist of the North Star where they, they have all so much set up to find the, to see what the villain is them to be like wickedly evil beyond actual human evilness just mm. for like like a caricature of, of villainy and then to see the the ultimate move of like how I finish them off Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, there's a lot of build-up for the payoff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it me, so, to me, for me, it reminds me of like a very episodic uh, comic book where they, like, it reminds me like when they'll introduce Doc Ock on this shoe and Doc Ock is so unstoppable and then uh, Spider-Man has to find a way to beat him and he doesn't beat him until the end. Except in this case, it's high school and this this guy's being a bully and uh, bullying Yugi instead and taking over the city or some shit like that. I also feel like this... The thing that I liked about it is I feel like this manga kind of walks the line between superhero tropes and manga tropes. And, like, I don't like all of them, but I found it very interesting as, like... Like, we've read mangas that were very manga and we've obviously read comic books that are very comic book. But I feel yeah. like this was you could see its influences on both sides clearly and i don't see that a lot that's why i ultimately like this manga like like if you're, if you're telling me like this is, is this like i mean with an eisen or some shit no obviously not but it is a very unique uh, specimen like i don't think there ever was or will be a comic like this and i like reading just for that just to see this weird blend of nerd fantasy superhero tropes uh, cliche pervert manga tropes I, I, and revenge. I, yeah, I just I, I just find it so interesting. Like it's very entertaining to me. I really love reading it. So, Sly, have you read further than this? Yeah, actually, uh, probably I read like a half of the entire series, like up to issue like three hundred or some shit like that. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> Daryl, would you read more of this? Probably not. Phil, <laughs> I would if you guys wanted. I wouldn't go pick this up on my own and be like, I'm gonna read more Yu-Gi-Oh. I think that's that's where I stand too. Is like if Sly was like, let's revisit this, or like you know, if 
you were like really pushing like the next arc is really good i would check it out but yeah. i don't think i would go actively like go right. buy a box set there's a part of me that wants to do when it gets to card games because they do stuff like uh, uh bet on their fingers getting cut off too when they duel <laughs> they, they have one game where they get ch- 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 handcuffed to a serial killer and the guy has a chainsaw <laughs> he has to fight him like you have they have it, it never like until like the show becomes popular it's insane all the way until the show comes out pretty much hmm. so it uh, uh, maybe we'll come back to it maybe Okay. Okay. Any anybody have any final thoughts? It's time to duel, but they didn't duel at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to die. It's funny because each of the chapters is called duels because they are dueling. It's just like for so. their lives. I think that was because like uh, the manga was because it was originally in the magazine Shonen Jump. Yeah. So when they collected in the manga form, the actual book form, they were like, "Let's try to capitalize on the fact that card game is super popular and let's pitch it as a duel." And so that way, when people read it, they're gonna, it's gonna take them a while to realize what the fuck am I reading? I thought this was about card games. <laughs> also, if you haven't already, the Yu-Gi-Oh show intro is so good. You should listen to it. <laughs> yes, be, I mean, so, people probably already did at yeah. the beginning of the episode. They will. They will have. Yeah. That would be the <laughs> yeah. Have fun listening to that again. Or you had fun. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Good job. Those songs. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope everybody had as much fun as we did. We should keep the fun going in our Facebook group. Oops, I talked about issues. Our Discord links in the show notes and the Comrade Radio Facebook group because there's some new people doing some like, you know, we have like Sonia has been doing like Would You Rather's and stuff like that. So there's some new voices. It's not just same couple people over and over again. So everyone should join all those things and check out all the other shows at the Comrade Radio website, comraderadio.com. And yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Sly, take us away. Thank you all for listening to Vice of Issues. I've been Puzzle Face. I've been paying to play to listen to the endless beating of my telltale heart. I've been ready to defend Sly no matter what he needs. And I've been getting my skirt lifted up so everyone looks at my panties. Stay in continuity. Independent Podcasting Network.